Happy Advent, Payne County. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Pastors of Payne. I'm Father Brian O'Brien, pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church in Stillwater, Oklahoma. I'm joined by uh, Father Kerry Wakulich, pastor of St. John Catholic Student Center. He's currently stretching. I uh, used to doing a little stretch. Upside of recording the Just podcast get, get in the, the house. Getting, getting a stretch in. As you can stretch, there's enough room. Downside? Yeah. Is that when you sort of twist yourself and like sit underneath your leg, your leg cramps up on the couch? Yeah, you shouldn't do that. I tried not to. We're also joined uh, once again uh, by, by Rob Mary, Mary Avila. Oh, hello. Oh, my gosh. San, you're back. Of San Luis Obispo, California. You live in slow. Yeah. It's a good time. Uh, Get to who the beach is in 20 Saint, minutes. Oh, Saint San Luis Obispo? The bishop. The bishop. Saint Lu- Louis the it's bishop. Like, but who is that? Saint Louis who? Which one? I don't know. I'm currently stretching. I don't what's have access Saint, to my which phone. Saint, what St. Louis bishop is it? San well, Luis Obispo. San Luis Obispo. I'll, I'll Google it real hmm. fast. Interesting things. Um, Mary's family is, uh, some of them are moving here to uh, to the to the area, what? which is exciting. We're pretty uh-huh. we're pretty pumped about it. We've got two little sisters who are pokes. We're pretty pumped about it. Oh, yeah. We're digging it. We're digging it. Um, we love it when people move here, and that's why everyone should. Okay. Um, it's Advent. Uh, we hope your uh, your Advent is going well. Um, this interesting note. May I just make an interesting liturgical note? This year, Advent is the longest possible Advent that we can have. Oh, really? Yes. We get the full four weeks. So many times, like you have you have the first Sunday of Advent, you have the second Sunday of Advent, you have the third Sunday of Advent, you have the fourth Sunday of Advent, but then like. You could have the fourth Sunday of Advent on a Sunday, and then like Christmas is on a Tuesday. Well, this year we have the fourth Sunday of Advent, and then Christmas is the next Sunday. Wow. So we get the full. This will be like the only year in a long time where we are going to celebrate like the Friday of the fourth week of Advent and the Saturday of the fourth week of Advent. This is the longest possible Advent that we can have. Wow. Thank you. What's the frequency on that? Do you know? I know how they figure out the day of Easter. (laughs) That works too. (laughs) Maybe next podcast. One of my favorite, it's one of my favorite interesting liturgical things is how they, how they come up with the date for Easter every year. May May I share it with you? Please, please. Easter Sunday is the first Sunday after the first full moon after the spring equinox. Whoa. That's how the date for Easter is determined. Oh. So you can actually look up. You can look. You can do it right now. You can look up like what what's going to be the date of Easter in the year twenty three eighty seven, and and you can find out the date. Wow. When your great when Mary's great 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 great. <sighs> wow. All righty. Okay. Um, we're walking through. <laughs> so we've been walking through the mass. Okay. We did a kick butt episode a couple weeks ago on the creed. We did a rocking episode. Was that last week? I don't even know. About uh, the, the um, getting the altar ready, preparing the altar, bringing up the gifts. Uh, was that last week? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Well, by the way, Easter, in Easter Sunday in the year 2387 is on April 5th. Okay. Everyone, plan that out. I'll I'll bring a roast. 
Um, okay, a just roast in heaven. And somebody uh, bring some nasty coleslaw that I won't eat. Uh, what about Jello with? Oh, Jello with, 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 with like with bananas stuff. in it. Yeah, yeah. What about the one on, uh, on <laughs> Christmas Vacation where she like knocks over the cat food and it's got cat food in it? <laughs> That's great. It's that time of year. We should we should watch uh, Christmas Vacation as a house. Oh yeah, Christmas yeah. Vacation. Kyle's never seen Tommy Boy. Get out now. I know. Remember this weekend, this uh, summer when we watched Naked Gun? <laughs> remember that? That was awesome. Kyle did not like it. it I thought it was so funny. Brilliant slap. OJ Simpson's in it. Have you ever seen uh, Naked Gun, Mary Frost? Have you ever seen Tommy Boy? I have seen none of these movies. Oh, my But I'm gosh. also a really terrible reference for Tommy movies because I don't like them. Uh-oh. Tommy Boy is so great. Okay. Um, we have been walking through the Mass, and we have come to the point in the Mass that we call the preface. Mm-hmm. So we are moving into the Eucharistic prayer. Yep. So the preface is that part of the Mass, and Father oh, Father Kerry has his Roman Missal. Well, Way to come. I know. I, I, come. I'm, here, I'm here with the he Roman Missal. He said he missal. would, so not to be confused, Way to come prepared. Not to be confused with a um, ballistic or javelin missile. Yeah, this is a, a this Roman is M-I-S-S-A-L. Yeah, we don't want any of those. This Just the Roman. Sh- this <laughs> shoots up prayers to heaven and... The devil down. M-I-S-S-A-L. Yes. Um, okay, yeah. So the preface is the part. Just let me explain what the part. And then, and then you can tell us about it, Father Carey. That'd okay. be awesome. So the preface is the part where the priest sa- sings or says, the Lord. Okay, Mary, you play You play the part of the people. Okay, I'll do the my best. The priest says, the, the Lord, Lord, be, with, be, with the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. Okay, so that happens every week. That happens every week. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. The priest that exhorts the people, lift up your hearts. What if I'm, and I always think, what if I'm in a bad mood? Lift them up anyway. What if I don't want to lift up That's my heart? That's the perfect time to lift What it. if I'm sitting next to my brother and I hate him? <laughs> That's what the peace be with you is for. <laughs> oh, good, Mary. Yes, She's that doesn't like come till later. She's like a super Catholic. So then the people, we say, we lift, them, we lift them up to the Lord. And then the priest says, let us give thanks to the, the Lord, Lord our God. God. And then this is a great line. The people say, what do they say to that? Let us give thanks to the it Lord our God. It is right and just. That is worth, that's worth contemplating right there. That the people say, to give thanks to the Lord, it's right and it's just. It's, that it, it's a matter of justice. To give thanks to God. Yeah. I think you should couple that conversation with the line that follows it, too. It is so, truly right and just. So then, yes, so then the preface oh. starts, and it us- and it, does it always start the same? No, not always. But usually, what preface it's, do you have there? I have the ones for Advent, Ooh. Lent, Easter. It's the, it's the real Roman Missal. Read, um, um, read us the preface for the first, do you have the first Sunday? Um, Advent I would, one? I would like to qualify that there are two prefaces for the great season of Advent. That is correct. One, Advent 1, Advent 2. December 16th, the first Sunday of Advent to December 16th. And on December 16th, we are nine days out from the day of Christmas. And okay. that's when we begin the, what's called the O Antiphons. And then the second preface starts at December 17th and goes to the 24th. And so each of them tell one is the two arrivals of Christ, 
both to tell you about his arrival coming soon because the great season of Advent is both about the arrival of nine pounds, six ounce, little baby Jesus, and, as someone said to me one time, Terminator Jesus. He's going to come to judge the world by fire. I was like, I'm sorry, what? And they said, fire. So that's the, the, the two arrivals of the Lord. Uh, so and, and it's uh, the first one, it actually it's beautiful because it says, for he assumed at his first coming the lowliness of human flesh. This is which preface? This is preface number one of Advent. Advent preface one. Okay. And so, I love this line, and so fulfilled the design you, because remember, remember we talked about this at the beginning, the whole mass, all of the sacrifice is directed towards the Heavenly Father. All the prayers are directed towards the Heavenly Father because it says, it says, when he comes again in glory, meaning Jesus and majesty, and all is at last made manifest, we who watch for that day may inherit the great promise in which now we dare, dare to, to hope. hope. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. Holy, holy. So we pray then okay. what we call the Sanctus. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's stick on the let's stick on the preface. Okay. So the preface is it acknowledges. I mean, the very beginning, it acknowledges that yes, it is right and just. And then it like there's there's I mean every preface is a little different, but it like describes God. Can you go to the preface for Christ the King? Oh yeah yeah. So this was a couple weeks ago. We had uh, the Solemnity of Christ the King, uh, which is called, officially called uh, the Solemnity of Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. Oh. Ooh. Take that. Um, hold All on a second. Planets, is that scene and unseen as well? Uh, visible and invisible. Oh, yeah. It, I said the old line, huh? That's the old line. It's back over here, isn't it? In the... Um, um, it's right after, yeah, it's at the end of, uh, after the Ordinary Time I'm at the th I'm at the 33rd. Yep, it's right there. Did I miss it? No, it's like Sacred Heart, and then... Oh, yeah, Most Holy Trinity. Yep, yep, keep and going. And then Sacred... Keep going. Keep uh, going. Can't turn this I just loved, I loved the preface for the Solemnity of Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. Okay, would you like me to pray Can you read it? Can yes, you read sir. It? That's awesome. Would you like me to pray it? Let's pray it. Almighty, ever-living God, whose will is to restore all things... In your beloved Son, the King of the universe, grant we pray. This is the, the preface? The preface? Oh, sorry. No. Yeah, the preface. That was the collect. It's the collect. I'm an ignorant buffoon right here on live TV. It's Words late. are hard. It's late in the uh, day. It's almost time for I bed. didn't have my nap. I'm having a cup of coffee. For you anointed your only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, with the oil of gladness, as eternal priest and King of all creation, so that by offering himself on the altar of the cross— as a spotless sacrifice to bring us peace. He might accomplish the mysteries of human redemption and making all created things subject to his rule. He might present to the immensity of your majesty an eternal and universal kingdom, a kingdom of truth and life, yes. a kingdom of holiness and grace, yes. a kingdom of justice, love and peace. Peace. Yes. And that's so, so awesome. with all the archangels and angels and thrones and dominions, awesome. all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. Okay, so the preface is this great, it's like this descriptor in each week a little different of just who, of like who God is and what God is doing for us. And so the fact that like we give thanks to God, you read those prefaces and you're like, well, duh, 
Like, of course, like, of course you're going to give thanks to God. If, if, this, if this is true about God, then how could you not give him the praise and gratitude that is right and just? Amen, brother. So then it goes into, the, the preface is, um, what's, the la- what's typically the last line of, the, of the, the last like paragraph of the preface? It's this nice lead-in that we're praying and it's, it's an acknowledgement that we are not alone at Mass. If you go to a daily Mass and there's three people there, how many people are really at that Mass? The answer is millions. Yeah, the whole church. Yes. And it's so if you're celebrating, when we celebrate a Mass by ourselves on our day off, just me in the chapel, how many people are there? Billions of saints and angels. Yes. So the, the, the last line of the preface is an acknowledgement of who is at the Mass. What do we got? But so with angels yep. and archangels? Yep. yep. With thrones and dominions. Yep. With all the hosts and powers of heaven. We. I love that. It's like we. It's not just me, the priest. It's yep. all of them. It's yep. Revelation chapter 4 a couple of weeks ago when we were in ordinary time. It was... It was that reading from, and it was all the 24 elders singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God. It's we. So it's the whole heaven and earth, the church triumphant and the church militant. With all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory. As without end, we acclaim. What are hosts? Um, small pieces of round bread. Yeah, it says in their hosts, right? Yeah. With all the hosts and powers of heaven. What does that mean? I'm assuming it's like hosts is like all the angels. When you hear hosts, think armies. Yeah. Battalions. Yeah. Hosts hosts equals armies. Not small not small piece of round bread. No. Oh. Hosts equals yeah. Hosts it, equals it means victim army. in Latin. I know that much. Oh. There we go. Okay, so then we sing what is called the Sanctus, or the or uh, what is often referred to in English as the holy holy. Um Santo, Santo, Santo es el Señor. Dios That was in the reading the other day at the yeah. daily mass from Revelation. Chapter four. Um, so again, yeah. this mass is very scriptural. The mass is super scriptural, right? So when people are like, "You Catholics, you don't know anything about the Bible," we say, "One, you're right. We don't know as much. <laughs> as we, we don't know as much as we should. Name but, it, claim it." O'Brien. But what we do know is that the the mass is very scriptural. Okay, so then we sing, um, the Sanctus, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, yeah. God of Hosts. Hosts. Oh, God of armies. God of armies. Armies of angels. Yeah. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts. Heaven and earth. What's the line? Are full, full of, of your, your glory. Are full of your glory. Go ahead. Let, heaven. So heaven and earth. Us. Heaven and earth. Heaven and earth. Not just heaven, not just earth. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. So when you, when you open your eyes in the morning, when you walk around outside, what do you see? God's glory. When you uh-huh. look at the face of another person created in the image and likeness of God, what do you see? God's glory. Mary, Mary Frost, every morning she looks over at her husband, Matthew. Um, wait, Avila. Very good. Uh, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Mary Frost is stuck together. And you say, uh-huh. heaven, heaven and earth. Earth is full of your glory. Uh-huh. Because yep. there's my husband. <laughs> Mary Avila. So sweet. I know. Someday people will drop the frost maybe. but I don't think it's going to happen. It. When I my whole it. name is two sil- three syllables, it was kind of hard to... To not spit it all out at once, but I like first and last name Hunto's together. Yeah, 
Juntos Comoramanos. Juntos. Okay, so, so the Sanctus is holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. What does Hosanna mean? What is that? I always said lasagna as a child. That was my favorite. Oh, that was my favorite. That's hilarious. <laughs> meal. That's really funny. So, so I would Hosanna love to know what that means. <laughs> is an Aramaic word. Yeah. That is an, like an exclamation of joy. Yeah, they sing it when he's going on uh, on Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday. Hosanna, Hosanna to the Son of David. Yeah, and that's what they were going to yep. chant when when King David when he rolled into Jerusalem. Hosanna, Hosanna to the Son. An exclamation. There's so, only a few pieces of Aramaic and Arabic that appear in the yep, scriptures, yep, and that's yep. it. Um. So then, so when as we're singing the holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, right? Yep. Or we're saying it or whatever. We are saying that with the angels and saints in heaven who are present at every Mass. Mm-hmm. But you're saying to yourself, Father O'Brien, St. John's has a Tuesday night 530 Mass, and so does St. Francis Xavier. So which Mass do the angels and saints go to if they're happening at the same time? <sighs> Both, baby. They go to both. Yeah. Equally present yep. in both situations. Because they're outside of time and space. Yeah. Outside of time and space. Uh, I, uh, they can I, be in multiple places. The, I uh, I got this explanation one time of the Jewish Passover. And the Jewish Passover, uh, I, I was reading about it and studying it because I, I kind of didn't understand, like, <laughs> I mean... We we di- the people simulated all the time when they have these seder meals and whatnots, and so I started doing some research for the um, kids at uh, Bishop Kelly because they were asking questions like, "What's the difference between the Last Supper and the Mass?" If you're saying that they're the same, then what's the difference? So I, I was reading the Passover, and there was this whole section. It was really interesting, and it made it sound like that. The Passover, wherever it is celebrated, is in Egypt. So huh. if you were to celebrate the Passover in, say, Rome in, I don't know, 20 AD, you were not celebrating, or Ethiopia, that's a little better example, Ethiopia, um, or Jerusalem. You were actually celebrating it in Jerusalem. Not in Jerusalem, sorry. You were celebrating it in Egypt. So if you were in Ethiopia or Israel or Rome, you were celebrating the Passover in Why, this. Why though? Because or the, how? Pa- the Passover is yeah, an event so of um, the Passover is an event of the Exodus of freedom from death by the sacrifice of the Passover lamb. It's not just like you know I love words and I love bugs. Uh, uh, entomology and etymology. And, um, Por que no los dos? How, how many times are we going to make that joke on uh, this show? Thousands. Until I... That's the 48th time. It really bugs me when you, when you mess, up, mess, <laughs> mess the two <laughs> word, up. Word up. <laughs> All the time. Well, Because well, we always say Passover like, oh, it just passed over. Well, I mean, yes, it did, but we can't just take that word. The Passover was the sacrifice of the lamb, the pouring of the blood on the doorposts, the freedom from slavery and sin in Egypt to the promised land. And so the way the Jew, J- Jews saw it, and this is what I had to ask somebody. I was like, uh, I don't understand the Passover. And he said, no, she said, the Passover is in Egypt. And so anytime you celebrate the Passover, 
You're transported? You're, you're transported to Egypt. You are there present at the flight from Egypt. You are there at that moment. That is what we believe. We don't believe anything else. You are not in Rome. You are not in Ethiopia. You so are essentially not in it's Dr- a throwback. It is the most incredible throwback ever in history. How to translate that for the youths. Thank you. It's a throwback. So you're <laughs> you're no longer in Kansas anymore. You're in Egypt. And there you are, staff in hand, girded. You have your bitter herbs. You're preparing, wow. to, you're preparing to be in flight. And I said... That's super interesting. I, and then I, I, and so then I was talking to someone who had become Catholic, who was a Jew, and he said, well, the Mass is the same thing. You're no longer in Stillwater, Oklahoma, Father. You're in Jerusalem, you're at the 33 the, AD. You're at the foot of the cross. You Huge are there at Calvary. You're there at Holy Thursday. This Holy Thursday, Good Friday event are wrapped up into one, which is the Mass. If it's if it is Jesus's Passover, then he is not in Egypt. He is in Jerusalem. And if you, when every time you celebrate the Mass, Father, you're not in Stillwater, Oklahoma anymore. And not in this case, I was in Tulsa. You're not. At the Newman Center at TU, you are in Jerusalem. And there you are at the cross of the table and the cross of the sacrifice of the Lamb. And so all, all of heaven is gathered around this amazing wow. event. And it's not a, we're not re-sacrificing Jesus. No. It's, it's a participation. It's just like the Jewish Passover. We get accused of that by people who... Yeah. Who are, I think, are ignorant. Uh, yeah, they're very much ignorant because they, like me, didn't, even as a priest, didn't fully grasp that it's a trans, it's a, would you say a throwback? It's a throwback to Jerusalem. It's a throwback to Egypt. That's the Passover. The sacrifice of the Mass is a throwback to I Somebody Jerusalem. sent me a video. You know, sometimes priests, we get, uh, we have trolls, um, people who like, you know, they think Haters. they're going to like send us some email that's like, oh, you're so right. I'm giving up my whole life. Oh, no. You pointed out some weird scripture passage that I never thought of. I, I abandoned my life. Anyway, so I got this email and it was this video of a guy, kind of a fundamentalist preacher who and it was called witnessing to a Catholic priest. And I was like, OK, I'll give this maybe two minutes. So it's this guy, and he like, he decided that he was going to witness to a Catholic priest and tell the priest the truth. Go and on. So he looked up. It was some town in Kansas, or something. He looked up the confessional times, and he comes into the confessional, and so he's telling the story about how he witnessed, and he told the priest that you know that, that you can't you you know that you Catholics claim to re-sacrifice Christ every Sunday and how what an abomination that is and and then that was the, that was the whole story and I was like well did the video ended and I was like well did the priest like leave the priesthood or like become join your church or something yeah and I'm like and I mean he didn't say my guess is if he did that would have been like the major part of the video and I was like dude this is you're so dumb like you, you are. You dumb. came in. Well, number one, you came into the confessional. Don't do that. You came in and like witnessed and like you had some. Yeah, we, you know, like you come with something that we don't believe to tell us that we believe it, and you think like the priest is just gonna abandon his vocation. Like, dude, get a life. We've been at this for a long time. 
and we're right. Uh, another another resource. So shut it. <laughs> another resource to grasp the understanding of the mass. Uh, Father Mike Schmitz did this talk at Seek one year, and it was called "Pray," the, and it's called "Pray the Mass Like Never Before." I encourage everybody to go watch it. It's good because it, it, even his the sacrifice of the lamb, of like watching this lamb and caring for this lamb and making sure this lamb is without blemish, and then bringing the lamb and having the priest take out the sacrificial knife and slit its throat. And pour the blood out, the very life, and then you take this lamb home. It was it's incredibly rich, and I even uh, I, even afterwards uh, I was I I still have learned so much from watching him, uh, Father Mike Schmidt's talk good. on um, pray the mass. Like you sh- you and um, Matthew should watch it. Okay, we'll right put it now. on the list. Right the now. Avila's. Put it on the list. Um, other good resources just on the Mass. Um, this little book that I've been kind of referring to as we move through, The Mass Explained by Mary Sister Mary Grace Dateno, D-A-T-E-N-O. Um, it's like little, I don't know, it costs, I don't know, it costs three, four bucks or something. Um, the Lamb Supper by Scott Hahn oh, yeah. is a very good book, especially as an introduction. There's there's books that are deeper and more theological. Ratzinger. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean you could read um, Ratzinger. What's that one? Something His liturgy. book is called One Bread or uh, Dang it. I'll look it up. Um, but also we've talked about Brand Petrie, the Jewish roots oh. of the Eucharist, oh. is really good. Um, Doctor Scott Hahn, the Fourth Cup. Um, we heard the when uh, Doctor John Bergsma from Franciscan University was here at the parish a couple weeks ago, and he he has a whole um, he wrote a book about like his Eucharistic conversion. Uh, Spirit of the Liturgy, yes, but there's another one, like a re- a ben- Pope Benedict Reflections on the Eucharist or something. Okay. But then there's also church documents, um, John Paul II on the Eucharist. I the mean, Didache, there's just reading so the much, yeah. Uh, also, John chapter 6 <laughs> um, is really good. Okay, so after the after the preface, um, we, we sing the Holy Holy, and then there's this really kind of intense moment. Um, that we call the epiclesis. Oh, yes. So epiclesis is is the calling down of the Holy Spirit upon the bread and the wine. So for the priest, I know, we're, I know we're this is a radio show, but the priest like moves his hands to come over, to the, over the gifts of the bread and wine. So the people are kneeling at this point. After the Holy Holy, everybody kneels. And we do that together. We do that because... The Eucharist is not yet present, but is about to be, and so we want to be kneeling when it when it does. So um, the prayer of the Epiclesis. What okay. have we got? Uh, so there's these little numbers in here: 108, 109. Um, the joke is, say the black, do the red. And 108 says the priest with hands extended says, meaning his oron's position. Um, you are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created. This is prayer three. Rightly gives you praise for through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and the working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things, make them holy. You never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. I love that line, from the rising of the sun to its setting. We used to say from east to west. I like this one better. 109, it says, he joins his hands and holding them extends over the offerings, says... Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration. The same Spirit that brought the Son into flesh. That they, he joins his hands and makes the sign of the cross 
over the bread and the chalice, saying together that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. He joins his hands, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. Um, oh, so that's in the our, best in our, part. It, it's totally awesome. In it's our final totally minute, the best part. In many, many churches, including yours and mine, at the point of the epiclesis, a bell rings. <laughs> what is it, What is that? Uh, so the, the bell came about. I, it's not mandatory. It's not mandatory. I've heard over the years that in big churches without sound systems, the bells were rung to remind people of where they were in the liturgy. Um, at this, the moment of the, the because of the first is the epiclesis coming, calling down on the Holy Spirit. And so the bells were rung just to uh, announce to people that this is a sacred moment. Um, to like look up if you yeah. were, if your, your eyes are wandering or you were, you know. Yeah. Attention grabber. Yeah. Hey, y'all. I and mean, if you're sitting in a silent room, someone is sort of talking, you know, not super, you know, and then a bell rings, you're, 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 you're intrigued. <laughs> What? Oh, oh, okay. Some, something up there is happening. That's important. So the, at the epiclesis, there's this, there's a ringing, usually of just the one, one bell, ling, ling, ling. and then as the, that's as the bread, as the priest is calling down the Holy Spirit, and then also at that same time, the deacon who has been standing, the deacon kneels right at that moment. So it's like it's pretty cool. Hands over the bread and wine, bells ring, deacons kneel, eyes up. Because something really important is going to happen. Yeah. The same the one epiclesis. in Advent. In Advent, it says the same one who took flesh um, in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary now appears on the altar. Boom. Like, right? Boom. That's so good. I, I like the word manger because it's manjar, both in Italian and in manjare, French. Manjare, to eat. To, to eat. And so the manger means to eat. Oh. Jesus, the bread of life was born in a feeding trough. Oh! What? Oh, my goodness. All right, we'll see you next week. Happy Advent. Bye, Mary Frost. Peace. It's not Christmas yet.